0: Hey guys, buckle up for a new episode of English Secrets, the one and only podcast made to teach rising professionals like you how to pave your way to fluency and attain that B2 or C1 certificate in English. Welcome to the English Secrets podcast. I am Carmen Liu, founder of English Hacker. If you're looking to get the B2 or C1 certificate in English, you're in the right place. I can't wait to share the tips and tricks I've used to help so many English as a second language professionals get to fluency after nearly a decade of teaching online and in person. Whether you're a nurse, journalist, teacher, university researcher or opposition taker or just an influencer online, you're sure to pick up tidbits of actionable advice to help you get the highest marks in those pesky exams. So follow us right now at Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your favourite app to be notified as soon as new episodes are available. So get comfortable, stick around and let's go create our best English version. so today we're going to be talking about the cambridge b2 or the first certificate in speaking the test part of the or sorry to say the introduction right um first things first don't panic when you start the exam okay it's a a 15 minute speaking part but for, for a lot of students the first speaking section is A really stressful part of the Cambridge exam Um, and a lot of students don't actually know what to expect, they don't feel confident in their English, they don't know how to prepare and they get blown away by very simple questions or They don't understand the difference between an A2, um, a B1 and a B2 level speaking answer. Although the questions might be the same, the answers are what provides you with a higher or a lower level. Okay, so we're talking about today a little bit of a a brief guide on the first part of the speaking test. And we'll do some examples and I'll show you some um, ways in which you can improve. So let's kick start and talk about the exam section by section then. So the first half, um, at the very beginning, the examiner is going to ask you um, a simple question and all you have to do is reply to the examiner. You don't need to talk to your partner in this part of the exam. It's going to be about two minutes. And the introduction part of the Cambridge uh, B2 exam is just really to help you relax in the test. So the questions are going to always start nice and easy, um, nothing too difficult and don't worry if you get off to a bad start because a lot of candidates, majority of candidates actually start quite badly because they're nervous. It's really just a way for you to warm up. So what kind of questions are typically um, to be expected uh, in this first half of the B2 exam? Well, Questions often that come up are in relation to your hobbies, your work or your education, things that you like, things that you don't like, friends and family, holidays, sports and future plans. It's normally something very simple um, and related to you personally, okay? And first things first, I mean, if you didn't understand, you didn't hear the question, don't stress out at this point just politely ask the examiner to repeat the question and use um english making sure that you use english please could you repeat that could you say that again please okay make sure you're using the right tonation and don't say it in a monologue way as well when you're asking a question ask them as if it was a question please could you repeat that could you say that again please you see how the intonation of that question goes up and down. Okay. In terms of grammar, uh, when you're replying to these types of uh, introductory questions, um, why not use the same grammar as the question in your answer? Um, If the question, for example, is, do you enjoy cooking? Don't say, yes, I enjoy to cook. That's a mistake. Okay. If the question is, do you enjoy cooking? Yes, I enjoy cooking. Okay. You don't need to repeat the question either, okay? You don't need to say, do I enjoy cooking? Yes, I do enjoy cooking. Um, That is a waste of time and it doesn't get you any points. So go straight into answering the question. Or if you really want to, you can rephrase the question. Would I say I enjoy cooking? Yes, I guess I enjoy cooking. For example, it's a good way to give yourself a little bit of time to think about that question, how you're going to answer it, okay? Another example could be, are you going to go on holiday this year? Well, then you reply, yes, I'm going to go to Africa. It's going to be my first time, yeah? So going to go, going to go, rather than say, yes, I'm going to Mexico. It's going Like um, it's going to be fun, for example, or it's going to be my first time, like using the same structure. Okay. You don't always have to do this, but this is a way to help you avoid making mistakes and avoid, um, just avoid thinking in general. It's the first question you're obviously nervous. Okay. As I was saying before as well, don't be a robot. I mean, try not to memorize uh, a whole script and speak it in a monotone way. Don't sound like you're reading from a text. I mean, yes, it's great to practice, 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 but don't just regurgitate text that you've remembered. I mean, that's not a way to do your speakings. Don't write down your answers and then memorize them. Learn a couple of keywords, speak naturally, do it more as in record yourself speaking and answering the same questions but perhaps a week just to perfect your answer, just to consolidate your answer and form a better answer to it. There is no harm in repeating questions just because you've seen that exam question before doesn't mean that it's not gonna come back up again. The key to getting better at speaking is repeating the same questions and answering them in a better way using more phrasal verbs using your connectors using more extravagant language not using words like it's important it's good okay replacing these words playing back your audios and thinking to yourself and writing down comments and notes as to how you can improve the same questions okay so um Key words or key things that you should say. um, Don't you think? What do you think? Those type of uh, conversational type of uh, connectors questions, I would guess you would call them, are really great um, to kind of link you from one Way uh, one kind of sentence or phrase to another, and it is rhetorical, so it's not. Um, don't ask the examiner directly, don't you think, and then wait for him to answer because this beginning part of the speaking obviously they're not going to reply to you, but it's a great way of asking a rhetorical question if you say it in the right tone. I mean. I live in Spain. Don't you think that's a great country to live in? I mean, the weather is fantastic and you continue. Okay. So asking these rhetorical questions in the right tonality is key. Okay. Definitely learn some good phrases about all the topics that I had uh, mentioned earlier, so that you have certain phrases that you can use and you know is going to get you better marks. Okay, so how much information should you provide to give the perfect answer. I mean, the most important thing here is never to give short answers, never answer with just a yes or no. Your answer should never be shorter than the question itself. Good examples are, for example, um, I'm from London, England. I live in the capital city of England where it's so buzzing with people and I love living there. Another example could be, I live on the outskirts of London, um, there's not a lot of people in comparison to central London, but I'm actually not that far from centre of London. I um, take a public transport to get in and it's only about 20 minutes from where I live to getting into Baker Street, for example. Answer the question in a simple way, but add additional information so that you can elongate your answer. Okay, providing you more time to expand on your level of English. That's the main difference between an A2 level and a B2 or a C1 level in English. Is how much additional extra information you're providing, and what kind of vocabulary you're using. Are you using different types of verbs? Are you using your conditionals? Are you using connectors to help you answer the question in a deeper way? Okay? So, Checklists are, do you sound like a robot? Were your answers too short or too long? Were they just right? And did you use certain keywords or phrases, phrasal verbs, for example, and connectors? Making sure that you practice. If you've got a study buddy, that's the best thing you can do. If not, record yourself every single day answering these type of questions. So let's take a look at some examples of things that we could get. Um, a typical opening question is, what is your name and where are you from? Now, taking a look at this question, you could easily just answer, Carmen, I'm from London, right? That is not a full answer and it's not definitely not gonna help you reach the B2 and the C1 level in the exam, right? How are you gonna answer that question? Well my name is Carmen, for example, um, you could say things like, it's actually a Spanish name. It's a very typical Spanish name, but I'm not from Spain. My mother chose that name because it's a very typical name that is universal. Um, it's a name that's easy to spell, easy to pronounce, and can easily be translated from different languages. It's actually um, a very typical name in China as well as in Spain which is an interesting fact. Um, I'm actually from London, England. My parents are originally from China but I was born and raised in London, England and therefore technically speaking I'm actually British. I have lived there for the majority of my life and recently moved to Spain. You see how answering the question in that way. You're elongating all of the things that you want to say. You're adding in different interesting facts to make yourself more interesting. At the end of the day, the examiner wants to be intrigued by what you are saying. And you want to be um, somebody that sounds interesting, not just another boring person um, that has attended another exam. If you spike somebody's interest, you're more likely to get higher marks. Okay. So that's the end of today's podcast. And next session, we'll be talking a little bit more in detail about other types of questions that may occur in the B2 and the C1 exam. If you're a C1 level speaker, think carefully and clearly the difference between B2 level speaking. So phrasal verbs and connectors that you could use that are higher level in relation to the B2 level. Go create your best English version